Blog Talk Radio. Cannot be trusted, and 
per and this is per ESPN. At a recent breakfast meeting, one source said no Laker would sit with Russell at his table. The source added that in another instance, Russell came into the locker room and sat next to guard Lou Williams, who got up and walked away. The source, will go, the the story from ESPN, will go on to say, "quote It's bad." One team source told ESPN.com, Ramona Shelburne, "It's about as bad as it can get. There were trust issues already. Now there's no trust." But apparently. Somebody appreciated the video being put out, and that was Nikki, Nick Young's fiance, rapper Iggy Azalea, who thanked Russell on Twitter for filming the conversation on Wednesday, saying saying that she saw that he that D, he being D Russell was trending, and said that she enjoyed the film and would finish her tweet by saying, "quote Thanks, bro." End quote. The Lakers are a freaking mess. They're a freaking mess. Okay. Speaking of a mess, well, I wouldn't call this a mess, but uh, pretty much uh, file this in the, well, no shit, this is going to happen file. Brian Hoyer and the Houston Texans are headed for a divorce, according to a report that was published on ESPNCBSSports.com. After the Texans gave Brock Osweiler a $72 million contract, it was probably hinted to Hoyer, who started 11 games last year through 19 touchdowns, that he wasn't going to be in Houston anymore. Well, according to NFL.com's Ian Rappaport, the Texans have zero plans to keep Hoyer as even a backup quarterback, and accordingly, the two sides are, quote, heading for a divorce, end quote. Now, it looks as if there are only two options for the Texans to do here. They can either try to trade Hoyer or outright cut him. Now, it is possible that the uh, Texans are waiting for the uh, the market to shake out in terms of quarterbacks before making any decisions, but, th- let, but we'll see. Um, there's a possibility that they could, you know, try to work out a, a deal with the De- Broncos who are still looking for a quarterback if Fitzpatrick were to – Resigned with the Jets and Colin Kaepernick stayed with the 49ers. So we'll see what happens. But it's pretty much a done. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion that with Brock Osweiler getting that big contract, he's most likely going to be the franchise quarterback there. And Hoyer, who did, um, yeah, did start 11 games, probably will not. Uh, probably will not be around. And uh, finally, uh, former Ravens defensive tackle Terrence Cody uh, was sentenced to nine months in jail in connection with the death of his dog that happened uh, back a while back. Uh, The 27-year-old former defensive tackle was given his sentence in Baltimore County Circuit Court on last Thursday. Uh, he had been convicted of several misdemeanors in connection with the starvation death of his dog, Taz. He was also convicted of illegally possessing and neglecting an alligator who also died. Uh, Taz, who was a canary mastiff, lived in Cody's former hometown in Registertown, but uh, passed away, unfortunately, and now the Ravens' former defensive tackle, Cody, will spend the next nine months in jail for that charge. And that is your quick read for this evening. 
Damn. An alligator, though? Like, nigga. Bruh. Like, if you crack it out, doesn't it? <laughs> Bruh. I mean, I, I understand. You know, I mean, you, 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 I mean, I know when you get a certain amount of money, I mean, you have the money. You feel you can do anything, buy anything. But a fucking alligator? I'm not going to buy something that's going to fucking kill me. That can turn on me. I mean, I could go from feeding the milk to next day, that's going to turn to me in the hood. That's going to chop me up for lunch and dinner. Yep, but I mean that's how that's how these dudes roll, man. When they get too much, money, they get money that they don't they ain't used to having. They just get all kind of wild crap. I mean, Mike Tyson had a tiger for Christ's sake, but we we're not gonna talk about that crazy. Dude. I mean, I mean, I mean that's different. I mean, Mike, 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 that was different. I mean, the first of all, the tiger actually represented Mike's personality. Two, Mike had money on top of Mike. Mike should be somebody's boss right now. But we're not going to talk about it. Oh, but yeah. he broke. But well, anyway, okay. he, he's, he's he's coming back though. Because I mean, if you look, if you really look at Mike now, he's doing a lot. I mean, he's in movies. He had he did a stand-up special last year, which was funny, by the way. If you have not seen Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth yet, you need to check that out. That is some very funny stuff right there. And he's also I mean, falling honestly, off of other. He's also falling off of hoverboards in his house and everything. Okay, all right, we're going to move on. Okay. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody has done something where they busted their ass on something. I mean, too. But, I mean, Mike is more at peace at peace with himself and everything in his life right now. So I'm not going to knock the brother. But I will say this, though. Dudes need to be humble like Kawhi Leonard. $95 million extension. And your man proudly is driving a 97 Tahoe. Hey, they, hey, you know what? Ain't nothing wrong with that, my man, because my man's smart. Exactly. He's smart. My man's smart. Exactly. He ain't going to go out there exactly. and spend no money on a new joint when he got his joint that still works. He's smart. He, you got to think. I mean, it, it's, it's beyond the fact that it just works. I mean, of course, he probably has some of the features updated or everything is, he keeps it, he keeps the maintenance up on it. I'm sure he does. But you got to think, a 97 Tahoe, that's a good, that's a good, that's a great truck. Like, that was a rough, that was one of the most hyped trucks in 97. I mean, rappers was rapping about this truck. Bamas was advertising this truck. So, I mean, it ain't like he's out here driving a bucket. But, I mean, it's the fact that he wants to invest his money on what's important to him. You got Bama calling him cheap. Oh, he can get, I'm going to lease a 50000 brand new a car. That, a brand new car that's at least 50000 No, it's not about the car. If you look at most billionaires, you don't see them driving all these expensive cars. They might have one expensive car and the rest driving Kia's and this and the other. Leo, DiCaprio. He actually has a kid. <laughs> so I said, just because I mean, you got money don't mean you got to have a like this big fancy car. I mean, you know, a lot of people just ride around in like normal joints just to, you know, say, you know, yeah. make their money. Smart, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, my the money I make, I mean, the money I will make 
while I'm working, will go towards my plan after I retire. There you wow. have it. That's smart. You have to think beyond today. I mean, in case something happens to me, we'll make sure that my kids and grandkids will be financially straight. Right. You know? But let, let, let's Shit, move on man. with this show. Let's let's get on, let's get on to the meat and potatoes. Oh oh, WrestleMania! You remember that song? Fighting to survive. Oh my god! I took it back with y'all. Oh my god! I took it back. I took it back with y'all. Yes, Lord, it is Wrestle it is WrestleMania week, ladies and gentlemen. WrestleMania 32 is coming up this Sunday night from that festival known as AT&T Stadium in, in Dallas, Texas, and it'll be live on the WWE Network as well as some pay-per-view outlets, but it's mostly on the WWE Network. But it's a whole weekend of events going on with this. With um, It's a whole weekend of events going on with this, uh, starting off with uh, Friday night. Uh, Friday night, uh, you have NXT TakeOver Dallas, which is the first NXT TakeOver event of the 2016 year after they closed out 2015 in London. Uh, now they're going to have this event going on this this Friday night uh, where you're going to have six matches, three championship matches, and arguably what people are saying is a card that is actually 10 to 100 times better than the WrestleMania card itself. Chills, would you agree? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <coughs> I'm sorry. I mean, looking at the WrestleMania card, I'm sorry. Like, possibly three to four matches stand out to me. I mean, NXT TakeOver, like, for real? Man, how niggas need to be paying for that shit? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about uh, the WWE Network, price. Y'all need to be paying Mayweather pay view prices on that. Because that's how strong that card is. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to attack nobody's wallet here. I'm just saying. Like, come on now. You look at that. You look at the NXT takeover. Look at it. Look at. Look, 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 I mean, look, think about it. Look at that card. Yeah, let's go over. Let's go over the card real quick. Uh, look at that I card. Mean, like, I mean, that's, that's a money show right there. Indeed, you have the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship on the line. You have the Revival Dash and Dawson versus American Alpha Jason Jordan Chad Gable. That's gonna be a good one. Austin Aries. Um, Versus Baron Corbin, Aries actually made his NXT in-ring debut tonight during the NXT broadcast in a victory. Uh, you have Apollo Cruz against Elias Sampson. Uh, this is another one which is a dream match: Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Mr. Strong Style against the former El Generico, uh, Bailey versus Oscar for the women's championship, and then. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe 2 for the NXT championship. I mean, top to bottom, this is definitely a card that definitely could, you know, rivals any pay-per-view that the 
WWE has put out um, this year. And I mean, this is, I, I'm looking forward to every single month. I can't wait to watch this event. I'm definitely going to be watching it live uh, on the network. It, it starts at 10 o'clock, so I'm definitely going to be watching this. Ain't no, ain't no way you're going to stop me from watching this. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm free this Saturday night, so I'll probably be in my, I'll probably be home when I'm laying in my bed watching this. I'm going to be in the box watching this on my computer or my phone, something. True, true, true. But, I mean, on some real stuff, though, I mean, I mean, this card, I mean, it has me sold, like, okay, this is what I will pay my money for. You niggas need to be paying for this shit. But on some real shit, like, Every match has that star appeal. Every match has a great storyline with it. Like, it has interest that the wrestling fan looks for. I don't remember the last time the WWE put together a card that had that. But let's let's move on to WrestleMania. Well, hold on. Before we move to WrestleMania, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. The the, the Hall of Fame class has been completed uh, over the last two weeks. We uh, every week on this show during the quick three, we talked about the uh, inductees for the Hall of Fame. Well, the uh, class has been wrapped up. Uh, the class now has been wrapped up when you have where you have uh, Stan Larry Hansen was announced last week as an inductee. Uh, Stan Hansen got his fame mostly in Japan and was the innovator of the hard clothesline known as, which was called the Lariat. And then also announced this past Monday night going into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame is the one and only Snoopy Deal Double Jizzle, my nizzle. Snoop Dogg going into the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame which has um, such uh, stars in that wing as Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. T, Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, Pete Rose, Drew Carey, Bob Uecker, and William Refrigerator Harry. And how funny is that that the only Hall of Fame Pete Rose is in is the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, all right. Anyway. That's terrible. But the Hall of Fame. That's terrible. But the Hall of I know, right? But the Hall of Fame takes place terrible. this Saturday night in Dallas at 8 p.m. I can't wait for that. I'm, there are two, there are like three speeches I'm looking forward to. Snoop Dogg, and those speeches will be Godfather, the Godfathers, and the Freebirds. Because I want to hear what the fuck the Freebirds got to say with the New Day inducting them. I want to hear what that what Michael Hayes got to say. I want to hear what he got to say because I know that's going to be crazy. I just want to know how many times will he drop the M bomb? <laughs> like, that's what I'm wondering. That's, that's it. That's why I'm looking forward to this. I want to see how many times he drops the M bomb myself. Because I think it's going to happen. And then I want to see how Snoop. I, I want to see if Snoop Dogg can get through this acceptance speech without dropping any profanity. Because I know he can't do it. I've seen a lot of his video interviews, and this nigga can't stop cussing to save his life. So I wonder if he can do it. At the Hall of Fame. My money says no. You know what? You know what? Due to the fact that everyone in the audience will be under the influence of a contact hat, I don't think anybody would give a damn. 
This is true. I'm just, I'm just saying. Very... I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it's Snoop. Like, we we know he's smoking the good stuff. So it's like we already know what to expect. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yep, but you got the Hall of Fame. See, I mean, look at this weekend. You have NXT TakeOver Friday night. You got the Hall of Fame, and then Sunday is the main event, the big show, the granddaddy of the all, used to say, uh, WrestleMania 32, which okay. I think we can both be – I think we can both agree, and a lot of people have been saying this all over social media, that the buildup for this WrestleMania has been the poorest buildup in – uh, out of all the previous WrestleMania build-ups. I mean, this build-up has been very, very poor, and a lot of people have zero confidence that this show is going to be a very good show. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about this show. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Well, you know what's funny is that they actually, as of today, made some more made some changes to the lineup for the for the lineup for the show. Originally, mm-hmm. the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was supposed to take place on the kickoff show, which I think it would, it was going to be a travesty of justice. But they smartened up and they moved the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal to the main show, so it will be part of the main show. Um, It'll be part of the main show while the uh, WWE United States title match between Ryback and Kalisto will actually start will take place starting at five thirty PM Eastern, which is four thirty their time, as part of a WWE the WWE network portion of the kickoff show before the six PM uh portion of the, of the kickoff show, which will be on the USA Network starts. The Dudley Boys Usos match, as well as the Team Total Divas Team Bad and Blonde match, will also take place on the kickoff show, which will be shown on the USA Network. So that's the updated card. At least that, that god awful 8 like 10 Diva tag match is going to be on the pre show. Though I kind of feel bad for the Usos and the Dudleys being relegated to the pre show, but I can understand. But, um,. This is the card. So this is his card. You got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh-huh. You have AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. You have uh-huh. the seven-man Intercontinental title ladder match. Kevin Owens, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Sammy Zayn, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, and Stardust. Uh, you have now it went from a tag team title match to a four-on-three Handicap tag match, the New Day versus the League of Nations. Uh, you have a triple threat match for the Divas Championship, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. And I have a stat on that in just a minute. Uh, you have a no host barred match, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar going at it. You have the Hell in a Cell match with everything on the line. Shane McMahon, Undertaker. Shane wins. He gets control of the, of the WWE, and Undertaker never wrestles at WrestleMania. Whereas if the, if the dead man wins, Vince gets full control of the company. And then finally, Triple H defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns. Now, here's the funny thing about the Divas title match. This is only, This is going to be only the third time in the last nine years, the last nine WrestleManias, that a, champ- a championship for the women has been defended on this show. That is a goddamn shame, in my opinion, that this champ- that really a championship is. for the women 
has only been defended two other t- This will only be the third time in nine WrestleManias. The last time was two years ago in a battle royal, which AJ won to keep her women's championship and submit her record-setting reign that, was, that has since been broken. The last time before WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 23 was the last time before then that the women's championship was, or uh, any women's championship was defended at WrestleMania. That was in a lumberjill match that lasted three and a half, that nearly lasted nearly four minutes. So, uh, maybe the maybe the news that they're rebranding the women's division might actually help to give the women's division more legitimacy and have more matches and more championships at the uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I was about to say because um, I can understand it because I mean, you know, let's let's be real. I mean, the women's divas division hasn't really been nothing worth talking about. Before the whole new diva movement started, like I mean, before all the NXT chicks came over, the Charlottes, the Becky Lynches, the Sasha Banks, before all of them came over, I mean, WWE had Natalya, Samina. I mean, they had Naomi. I mean, AJ left. And you had the Bellas. I mean, Lisa Fox gets no mentions because, I mean, all she really is is just space. I mean, this division has been very thin to weak for the past few years. So, I mean, I can understand that. Plus, I mean, the matches before last year were boring as hell. I mean, mostly when people would watch an old women's Sadiba's match after Lita and Trish left, after Mickey James left, after those that could wrestle left, were you looking at the Bellas and all them other chicks that can't wrestle? That was a time where people either went to the bathroom, went to the bar, or took a smoke break. That's, that used to be the purpose of a Davis match. So I can understand it really not been on WrestleMania for the past few years. I mean, three out, I mean, three out of the past nine years. I mean, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand too. But I'm looking forward to this Divas matchup. Uh, I think the oh, one yeah. match I'm not looking forward to is uh, Triple H and Roman Reigns because it seems like. The WWE just doesn't get it. You know what else they don't get? The fact that they brought out fucking Eva Marie. They brought out fucking Eva Marie and thought she was going to get a face pop. I'm like, wait, what? Like, you really thought that red-headed bitch was going to get a face pop? Are you serious? She got, she got the same reaction that Roman got. That Roman gets. Good job, WWE. Right. I know, right? And then how about exactly. the WWE decides when they show, the, when they put their uh, the replay of the the end of the show on their YouTube channel that they they decided they was going to edit out the fact that the crowd was chatting at Roman that he still sucks. <laughs> no matter how no, like, try to sell this bad man, Roman Reigns still sucks. WWE, please get this to see y'all here. 
I say this every week on this show. Roman still sucks. No matter what you do, how much you try to invest into this guy, how much you try to make this guy look strong, nothing you can do can do that. This guy sucks. Nothing about Roman Reigns stands out. Please. He is not that guy. Not that guy. Be done with this assignment already. Like, seriously. It's like they're really trying yeah. to force. I mean, I don't remember the last time yeah, the WWE had to force someone so hard on the universe. Like, come on now. This is pathetic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but we all know that this dude is about to, he's about to, he's going to end up winning the championship for the third time coming up, uh, Coming up this um, this Sunday, we all know that's going to happen, and it's going to be it is going to be it's going to be what it is. Um, and then also, a lot of people don't realize that uh, when it comes to Shane McMahon, like here's a, you know what's funny, Shane McMahon is wrestling in this match. I can remember off the top. I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think Shane McMahon. In single competition, is I think lost only singles competition. He's only lost twice. I mean, that's what you know. I mean, that's what that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking about is that he, you know, what I'm saying he's only lost twice in his in his in ring career in singles matches. I think his two losses came against. One against Test at the 99 SummerSlam in that Lover Libra match. The other one was at King of the Ring against uh, Kurt Angle in that, uh, in that hardcore title match. Huh? He also lost to Kane. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he did lost lose to Kane. That's right. Yeah. He tried to go for the yeah, uh, elbow off the uh, top of the oh, – oh, from the top of the uh, uh, Titan and, um Yeah. He went flat. Yeah, he lost. To, <laughs> yeah, he lost to Kane. So that was three. So he lost three times in his in-ring career as a singles, uh, as a singles uh, competitor. And here's the funny thing: he's only wrestled at WrestleMania twice. Mm-hmm. He's only wrestled WrestleMania twice, and he's two and up. He beat X-Pac at um, WrestleMania '99 for the European title. And then in 2001, WrestleMania 17, he beat his father in a street fight. So mm-hmm. Shane is 2-0 at WrestleMania. So bottom line is, I think we're gonna see a, we're gonna see the young man get beat the hell beat. He's gonna get the hell beat out of him, but he's gonna win that match on Sunday, which is gonna suck because I'm a huge Undertaker fan. So I'm like, I don't want to see that, but we'll see. Honestly, I mean, nothing against the Taker. Uh, I seriously believe they're really trying to push for his last match to be against Super Cena. And let's face it, Cena doesn't need that match. I mean, for what? I mean, he has a career full of accolades. He doesn't need the torch passed to him when he's still the top dog in the Federation. Like, I mean, if you want to send Undertaker out in the bank, have him... Have have his last match be against somebody like Owens, 
I mean, someone that could really do something with that push. Hell, give them great one more time. I mean, you know, he's your up-and-coming, your future star that will possibly be world champions within the next year, year and a half to two years. Come on, WWE. Let's be smart. Real quick, quick, Chills, I got to make a correction. There was a fourth loss. Uh, he lost to Steve Blackman at SummerSlam in 2000 for the hardcore title after he fell 40 feet off the damn um, Titantron. So, oh, yeah, the, uh, so he the Yeah, so, so there was that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, that was crazy. But um, I think, but I, I honestly... Honestly, the the, the buildup of this this WrestleMania, it looks like it's going to be some shit. But a, but there have been some WrestleManias that have had poor buildups that ended up being absolutely amazing. So I'm not going to jump to too many conclusions and say this is going to be a bad WrestleMania. I'm just going to wait and watch and see what happens. Okay. This one might it might be like everybody else. It might like be like a lot of these where it had poor buildup. It might just come out and just shock the hell out of you. Like last, like WrestleMania 31. Exactly. I mean, WrestleMania 31 did have a poor buildup, but man, did they hit you with a shock factor by having Seth Rollins come out, cash in money in the bank, and win the damn title. Like that was amazing. That was possibly one of the smartest things they have done in a very long time. I watched that. I, I mean, actually watched that WrestleMania back over again, like the other day, and I was just like, holy crap. Like that was so brilliant. It, I mean, it really it was. was. I mean, it was something no one expected. It was something that no one expected. So, I mean, it, it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was definitely it was damn brilliant. Shout out to that. Uh, what's, your, what's your uh, what's your winning prediction? All right, uh, I'm gonna just give quick predictions because I definitely want to move on to March Madness. Um, Reigns wins the championship. Shane wins the Hell in a Cell. Dean wins the No Holds Bar match. Sasha Banks becomes the new Divas champion. New Day beats League of Nations. Uh, Sami Zayn becomes Intercontinental champion. Styles beats Jericho. Uh, Kane wins the Battle Royal. Ryback becomes the U.S. champ. Usos beat the Dudleys. And five on five Divas tag match. The winner is who gives a shit. There's my Pretty predictions much. right okay. there. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna do this because it's a title that's on the line. The U.S. title. I have to agree with you. Ryback will become the next United States champion. Sorry, Kalisto. You had a you had a cool reign, but. It's, uh, it's it's obvious who they're trying to push right now. Let's see. The other match that's going oh the uh the kickoff matches. I don't really care. I'm sorry. Usos, Dudley. I know. I mean, you know, you would think that would be a match that would actually would have made the pay per view, but eh. anyway. <coughs> mm. Let's see. Your new intercontinental champion will be Sammy. I'm going with Sammy on this one. Let's see. Uh, New Day versus League of Nation. New Day. AJ versus Michael J. One for AJ. Sorry, Jericho, you my boy, but 
your record at WrestleMania, bruh, you you're about to be four and nine. Let's see. I feel like I missed a match. Um, um, okay, yeah. Oh, Dean versus Brock. For some unknown reason, for some reason, considering the fact that's a street fight, I'm going to have to say Dean. Brock, if this was a regular wrestling match, I mean, I'm taking you all day, but this is Dean's background. I'm sorry. Uh, the Andre, Andre the Time Memorial uh, Battle Royal. Um, you know what? I think King can do it. Why not? I mean, Big Show can't, could repeat, but I don't see it happening. Uh, Shane versus The Undertaker. I'm going to have to say Shane. Just because it'll be best for business and the fact that The Undertaker no longer has the streak, so I mean, what does he really have to lose? And let's see. Let's move forward to the main event. A match that I could that I don't even. Oh wait, I skipped the uh, deal with Shannon Shaw. I'm going to Sasha Banks. I, I gotta I gotta go with the boss on this one. It's her time. Charlotte had her fun, but it's I mean Sasha Banks is the next Divas champion. And your main event, a match I really don't care about. Because Roman sucks. I mean, I know they want to give Roman his WrestleMania match. Oh. Right. But I'm hoping and praying. I'm hoping and praying that I am that they will surprise me again. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, but uh, we're going to move on to what has truly been, truly been March Madness, and that is um, uh, the NCAA tournament, which has just been absolutely out of control, insane in terms of, you know, matchups and everything. We're already at the, we're already in, at the final four, so um before we get into it, let's bring on uh, our NCAA tournament expert, our, our uh, occasional contributor to the Skybox for Triple Threat Talk, uh, the one and only Doctor. Doctor, are you with us, my friend? How are you doing? I'm here. How are you all doing tonight? What's going on, Doc? Are we good? Now, can, can I say something before we before we cover wrestling, before we cover this about WrestleMania? Sure. Uh, so, if I'm Dallas, if I'm the people of Dallas, I am soaking this WrestleMania in because, you know, it's been a while. Since... Okay. Uh-oh, what, did we lose him? Hello? I think we did. I think we lost him. I think we lost him. Yeah, we did. Let me see. Oh, jeez. Hold up. Oh, we lost him, boy. We're going, we're going to try to get Doc back here. We're going, we're going to try to get Doc back and, and whatnot so we can get his, thought, his quick thought on WrestleMania. We got to talk about NCAA because, like I said, hey, hey, Chills, I know you did a bracket. How how bad is your bracket busted? Oh, man, my bracket was done after uh, 
the round, the second round. Uh, even my uh second attempt was a complete failure. Yeah, mine's the same way. Mine's all screwed. Mine's were all screwed up. I mean, I, it, um, it, it just got to the point where uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, uh, hey, Doc, welcome back. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but as I was saying, if I'm the if I'm the people of Dallas, I'm soaking this I'm soaking this event in because I'm not so sure when the next time they're going to see a championship in that building is. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. Remember, they still, I think they still host the Cotton Bowl. No, you're, yeah. You know, I think they might. I think they might the AMC okay. Cotton Bowl. I think you're right. Yeah. I, 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 think, I thought for sure I'd break Champ on that one. Champ, are, are you, is your humor monitor broken or what? <laughs> what? I said, is your humor monitor broken? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so like you said, March Madness has been absolutely insane. There's been – I mean, it's just been – it has been madness. I mean, from Middle Tennessee State, the last time we talked, I picked Michigan State to win. That's clearly not going to happen. That was stopped in the in the first round. The Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State uh, put that to an end. And, you know, i got to uh, say one thing right now. I'm – I'm sorely disappointed in the me- in the media heads that be because, you know, the first day, everybody listened to the tournament. Everybody listened to the Pickums. Everybody listened to what Barkley, Williams, uh, Greenberg, uh, everybody said. Everybody said Cuse did not belong in the championship. And now that they're in the Final Four, oh, Syracuse is a great team. I never questioned for a second. Are you kidding me? Three weeks ago, we heard you all, every single one of y'all say they didn't belong. It's okay to be wrong in our business. We get paid for our opinions, no matter if they're wrong or not. The fact of the matter is everybody who said Syracuse sucked, Syracuse sucks. They still suck. They're just on a little bit of a run. Now, they've got good players. They're coming together at the end. So, right now, they are a good team. But a snapshot over four weeks or over four games, over a whole season, does not define that season. Syracuse had a disappointing season that's turning into a good season at the end. And, you know, the Final Four, I think, is going to be their last stop. I don't think they get to the championship game. But I just got to say, I'm so disappointed at some of my brothers and sisters in the media for for just reneging on their on their statements about Syracuse. It, it's highly disappointing. All right, so the Final Four is set. Um and I gotta ask you, Doc. Did I, aside from Syracuse, did you really expect the other teams that are in the Final Four to even be at this point? The the only one that's surprising, if you if you look at the overall brackets as a whole, the only one that's really surprising is Villanova. I think that people knew they were a two seed. Uh, you know, people knew that they were number one for four weeks straight in February, uh, three weeks straight, excuse me, in February and. You know, somehow, though, it's still a surprise. They kind of got swept under the rug with how good Kansas and UNC were playing. And, oh, by the way, you know, UNC or uh, Kansas has a history. Bill Self has a history of choking in the NCAA tournament. We said that on our show. Uh, we did headlines last week, and my head, my two headlines were Pac-12 completely eliminated, which, surprise, surprise, and uh, Bill Self chokes again. Both those headlines come true. Both of those things, I think, uh, are have been 
have been synonymous with the actions in the tournament. And like I said, if you ask me, Villanova's really the only surprise, but it makes sense in the end that they're there. Man, all right. So, um, what? So, in your opinion, what were the top three surprise upsets of the tournament? Uh, number one, without a doubt, Michigan State going down to the Blue Raiders of Tennessee. I think that that was a uh, that was a huge upset. I think that uh, <clears throat> I I just I just don't think anybody saw that one coming. Um, to me, I think the other one also came out of the first round. But as you recall, and as you two will vouch, I had this one, but I think people were shocked that it happened. And that is uh, Little uh, Little Rock, Arkansas Little Rock uh, over Purdue. I had seen Little Rock, Arkansas play. There was no question in my mind they were going to be Purdue. Actually, in every single bracket I filled out, which was five, I had Little Rock winning that game. Um, but it doesn't help me now that I've only got one Final Four team remaining in every single bracket as well. But uh, So that was one uh, – that was one that shocked, I think, America, but didn't so much shock me. And then the other one was, uh, you know, we just saw it, Syracuse besting Virginia. I think that was a huge upset. I think uh, that kept the parody alive, the parody in what has been a, a crazy season. I think that uh, America was – I think that America saw the parody maybe dying down a little bit, and then all of a sudden that second night of the tournament, second day of the tournament, it kind of kicks back into full throttle. Uh, you have Michigan State going down, and then of course, like I said, you know it continues through the parody continues through to Syracuse coming back on Virginia. I mean, they they were down 13 points in that game and came storming back because Tony Bennett, as good of a coach as he he was, as good of a coach as his father was, I still think that Tony Bennett has a thing or two to learn about coaching in the big games. Well, Doc, one last uh, question before we let you go, and I think you probably know what the question is going to be. Seeing as though your original prediction of Michigan State was long since eliminated, who wins? Now, the final four said, who wins it? I think that, uh, that's, that's obviously the question of the night. Um, I do think Oklahoma, um, when it's all said and done, uh, comes prior because because. I think that Oklahoma is physical. You know, you've got Buddy Heald, an amazing story. By the way, did you guys know that Buddy Heald was number 154 in his class? So, like, out of the rivals 200, he was number 154. And now he's first-team All-American. That is nuts. I think that uh, I think that Buddy Heald is an incredible player, an incredible talent. Even if you lock down on Buddy Heald, you still have four other players that are damn good on Oklahoma's team. I think they're way too physical for Villanova. I think when it's all said and done, I wouldn't be surprised if Villanova keeps it close in the early going. I do see um, in the end a potential double-digit win for Oklahoma. If if Villanova can somehow get some rebounds on the inside and kind of play and body up uh, and be physical, they've got a good chance of keeping it close, but I don't think they have that in them. Uh, they've got a great – they're a great team and a lot of heart. I just don't think they can play physical. Uh, I look for – I look for – even though Syracuse has had a good run, I look for Syracuse to go down to UNC, and I look for uh, UNC to beat them quite handily 
although my broadcasting partner disagrees with that one. But uh, I think your championship game is going to be Oklahoma, North Carolina. And I think that North Carolina can play just as physical with Oklahoma, but I just don't think that I, – I just think that the talent of this Lon Kruger coached Oklahoma team, I just think that it, it proves too much for Roy Williams in the end. And I just think that Oklahoma comes out on top. And I'm saying the final score of that game will probably be somewhere along the lines of 83 to 78. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Oklahoma to win it all after what has been a wild, wild, wild NCAA tournament that is now down to its final four teams out of 68. So, Doc, um, most likely we'll be hitting you up right next week after the final four and national championship. And we'll be, we'll be talking about now. how wrong I was. We'll be we'll be talking about how wrong I was. <laughs> well, don't worry, because like I said, I did I did four brackets I did four brackets and two uh, pools, and all of them sucked. So I mean, you weren't that much more wrong. You were probably less wrong than I was. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy this time of year. It's always March Madness, and the madness always does reign supreme. And but you know, this is my one of my favorite weekends of the year, besides the Kentucky Derby coming up on May seventh. No, you because you've always got the Final Four in WrestleMania. It seems more often than not, you've got you've got those two events, and it's just a fun weekend, especially in Vegas. Mm. This weekend in Vegas is yeah. fun. Oh, oh much so. well, it's, Doc, it's crazy. Indeed, Doc, man, appreciate you coming on the show, man, for real. Oh, man, thank you all for having me. I love doing your all show, and I love that you all refer to me as an expert. That's great. I don't even get that on my own show, so that's fantastic. <laughs> so. Ooh, you are an but expert, no. too. I mean, the way, the, way you break, the way you break down college basketball, you're an expert. You actually know well, what you're talking I pre- about. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, that actually, when you say that, you say that, and I appreciate the sentiment behind it. But around here, Louisville, weekend, year in and year out, the city of Louisville is number one in the rankings. doesn't matter who plays for the ratings in the NCAA tournament. This year, we had several of the talk shows around here say they're fed up because these people that are so disconnected that are in studios in L.A. <coughs> excuse me, I think I'm coming down with the cold. Uh, studios in L.A. and New York or wherever that they just watch from the outside. And if you go back and watch that two-hour atrocity that was the selection show, you'll see several people, you know, just disagree completely with what the panel was saying. You look at what happened, you see the panel was wrong on so many occasions because they're so disconnected because you don't watch a lot of these teams. There are 68 teams, like Ken said earlier. Everyone knows that. There's, there's 68 teams. You just don't know what's going to happen. And the fact of the matter is, I guarantee you, Charles Barkley, Kenny Williams, and all as brilliant and as storied as their pasts are, they haven't seen half of them play. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Thank you so much for, for, for joining us, Doc. And I say we'll speak to you next week when uh, March, when the tournament like when the tournament wraps up. Yeah, I look forward to it. I'll definitely be here. I look forward to that. And I look forward to Undertaker burying Shane McMahon at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc. Ha- 
Ha- hashtag prediction. Y'all take it easy. There you Have go. a good night, all right? <laughs> Thanks, man. Right, Appreciate it. That's my that's my guy right there. He's, good. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Good, good man right there. Good man right there. Oh, man. Man. Oh, shoot. We got a few minutes left. Let's, I actually got something to say. Yeah, I was about to say, man. You said you had something you had to say, so go ahead and get it off your chest, brother. Oh, trust me, I'm about to. Uh, uh, first, I want to I want to bring up uh, the whole uh, situation between uh, Shanahan and RG. It was reported that RG3 caught Mike Shanahan before he uh, signed with the Cleveland Browns. They actually had a conversation. And I actually uh, called in tonight before I was promoting this show. Um, I actually called in to Hurt House. For those who are familiar with Hurt uh, House, it's uh, hosted by the Big Hurt. Uh, and it's uh, on our brother station, True Radio Network. But, I mean, it was just interesting because he actually played the recording, a recording of what Shanahan was saying. So I mean, this whole this whole time, I'm like, all these people. This whole time, people thought that Shanahan and RG had beef with each other. Honestly, I never believed the hype because I mean, you never saw statements from Shanahan throwing him under the bus, or you never saw statements from RG undermining his coach. You saw shit on the media, you saw it on the internet, this and the other, but you never actually heard him say it out his mouth in interviews. Neither one of them. I mean, I understand the confusion could have been with RG's dad and uncle being in the locker room and getting in the ear of Mike Shanahan and Dan Smider. Okay, that is an issue. They got to understand this is the NFL. You cannot do that. Your son is a professional football player. You are not holding his hand on his first day of work anymore. Honestly, I think that is something that hurt his career with the Washington Redskins. The influence of his father and his uncle in the locker room and with the organization. But I can't. Do you believe that Shanahan and RG ever had any real issues with each other? Man. Um... I mean, I can't say no, but I can't say yes either. I mean, there's been reports going around that said that Shanahan, that Shanahan talked to, like Shanahan talked to Denver before, like as Denver was pursuing RG3, and after that talk, it was that was when uh, Denver decided not to go after RG3, and he ended up in Cleveland. So I don't know how true that is. Um. I would have to say I'm on, I'm in the middle ground, but I'm leaning more towards no. I mean, maybe there, maybe you know, there might be something there, but it's just not jumping out to me. You know what I'm saying? It's just not jumping out to me that yeah. something is there that could have caused this. I think that they had a pretty amicable relationship, coach-player relationship, and you know. But there's so many people out there that come out that said that they've had interactions with RG3 and that he's a He's a prima donna, he's a dickhead, he's an asshole, you know, 
people who've had interactions with Shanahan, people who've been there with the Shanahan RG3 relationship. And it's kind of hard to say, you know, to believe one one or the other. So I can only go by, you know, whatever I saw on the field as a fan. And on the field I saw a young man in his rookie season under a coach who's won two Super Bowls end up taking him to a division championship, a playoff berth, and one rookie of the year. That's what I saw. Exactly. And that's what I got to go by. I mean, I didn't see any tension, but I didn't see any real tension between them on the sidelines. I mean, I didn't see anything that would say, okay, something is not right. I saw a player-coach relationship. Now, one more question. How do you think he will do in Cleveland? Uh, can I just be completely honest? I mean, that's what we do on the show. We're completely honest. I'm going to be praying yeah, for RG3. Yeah. Every every AFC North game that RG3 plays in, I'm going to be praying for that boy's soul because everybody knows that the AFC North is one of the most hard-hitting divisions in football because you have to see the Steelers twice, the Ravens twice, and the Bengals twice. And we already know how the Bengals roll after that playoff game last year. We already know the reputation that Pittsburgh has, and we already know the reputation that Baltimore has. I am going to be praying for RG3 for the next two years because that's how long he's going to be in Cleveland, two years. And I pray that he is smart enough enough to – be more wise with his decision making and not get killed. Okay, I will respect that. Okay, here's my here's my few thoughts. Under Hugh Jackson, RG will survive, and I say this because one last year that Cleveland Brown offensive line sent three of their linemen to the Pro Bowl. They lost one, but they, more than likely they will draft another center. Now, let's look, take a look at Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson is the same guy that taught Andy Dalton the system that he that they run in Cincinnati that they run in Cincinnati today. He's also the same guy that taught Jay Gruden the same system that he coaches. With Hugh Jackson there, RG3 has a chance against the Cincinnati Bengals who cannot win in a playoff. I'm sorry. They can come in this season pissed off, angry, this, that, and the other. They do it every fucking year. It doesn't change who the fuck they are. A team that can't get it done in the postseason. The Baltimore Ravens had an off year. That defense what isn't what it used to be. They're actually in a mode uh they're actually in a mode of rebuilding. So honestly, I don't consider them a real threat. And you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who are pretty much the Steelers, but they're not they're not the team that they're not a team that I would fear too much. I mean, they're still good, but they're not what they were a few years ago. 
So RG3 has a chance to thrive in Cleveland. Hopefully he will be able to get Josh Gordon back. That would be nice. That would be helpful. I mean, he have he will have the he will have the services of Duke Johnson and Isaiah Cromwell. He will have a study a sturdy offensive line. Hopefully, Cleveland will beat up that defense that can keep him that can actually help him. But RG three is in a position where he has a chance where he can get it. He can revive his career, and I think he will in Cleveland. It's a change of scenery. It's a fresh start. It's the opportunity for him to clear his head and move on with his life and do what he loves to do. We ran out of time, but I still want to say what I have to say. Yo, champ, I got something to say. Go for it. I wanted to, this was actually something I wanted to say last week, but due to the little circumstances I had, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to. Right. <sighs> all last week, all of my news feed on uh, Facebook, I saw all these angry, bitter, Redskins fans, boo-hooing, crying, bitching, complaining about Alfred Moore's getting signed to the Cowboys. Why? I understand that, yeah, he went through our biggest rival, but last time I checked, that allowed that to happen. This is a grown man who has a family to feed at the end of the day. The NFL is a business. For all you stuck up, all you sensitive, emotional fans who don't understand that, the NFL is a business first. I mean, yeah, he could have went somewhere else. I I mean, I hate to see him go, and I hate to see him went with that star logo on the side of his helmet, but at the end of the day, I'm not mad at him for finding work. For all you fans that got so upset at this, you cannot get attached to these players. I am a fan of the Washington Redskins. Not certain players. I like certain players, but I am a fan of the team first, meaning I root for this team, no matter who comes in and who goes out. I'm still rooting for the team. I'm not going to bash another player, cut up a player's jersey, burn a player's jersey because uh, he's no longer a Redskin. I don't understand that. You let, you take all that money that you invested in buying the jersey, you're going to destroy it. I mean, hell, you want you might. I mean, if you don't want the jersey no more, at least donate the bitch. He's get a write-off for it. But, I mean, it's just stuff like that. It, I mean, it made me sick to my stomach. I mean, between RG going to Cleveland and that, like, come on, y'all. Y'all got to do better. Y'all spent more time talking about Alfred leaving than y'all did about the team. Hell, you got to talk more about RG than you do Kirk Cousins. 
But at the end of the day, the NFL is a, is a business. Alpha Morris is not obligated to us not to play for the Cowboys. At the end of the day, he is a grown-ass man with a family pursuit. Let it go. Okay, I'm done. Amen. Amen. I'm just saying, though. Amen. I love it. I'm just saying, though, champ. I mean, say something happened to you and you actually had to work for a rival of the company that you that you was with. We we had the same we was working together and you got hired by a rival company once you got released from the company that we was working at. I wouldn't be mad at you. I would understand your situation. I mean, you have a family to feed. You have yourself to take care of. You have bills to pay. <laughs> right. That's it. I mean, exactly. It, it will never business be anything personal. Right. Exactly. It's a business. Exactly. That's what people got to understand. It's a business. You can't get attached to players, you know, because the more you get attached to players, the more you're going to get upset when they leave and go to another team, and then you're going to be all, you know, you're going to show how low, how unloyal your fandom is, you know. Exactly. There are people who are talking about – There's. I actually saw somebody put a comment that said they was going to be a Browns fan until Jay Gruden and, and Kirk Cousins left the Redskins. I'm like, you ain't – like, these hoes ain't loyal. No, they're not. I mean, I mean, as much as Chris Cooley sucks, sucks all Kirk Cousins and bashes RG three, I still have Chris Cooley's jersey. I mean, he every time I hear him on the radio or see him on TV, he pisses me the fuck off. I'm not gonna lie. Chris Cooley, as a player, you was my dude. Now, as an analyst, I want to beat your ass. <laughs> like I mean, well, you, I mean, from the dumb shit you say to the constant sucking of Kirk Cousins to the inaccurate shit that you were saying about RG three, inaccurate. I mean, come on now, shit about his relationship with Kirk Cousins. You didn't even have an accurate source. You went off of what you assumed. I mean, for schooling. I'll, I'll still have your jersey. But the shit that you say. Don't let me catch you outside. Oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, Chills, real quick, I just I got a couple more little new, new little tidbits to give before we go off the air. Uh, first off, UFC 200 now has its main event set, and it is a rematch from uh, the March 5th UFC 196 main event. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz going to go at it again. That was announced just, uh, just to, uh, tonight that they're going to go at it again mm-hmm. in July, July 9th in Las Vegas. So I can't wait mm-hmm. for that. Um, Brandon LaFell has found a new team. He's going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. He's going to be in a wide receiver core with A.J. Green and them. Uh, he just signed a free agent wow. today. And uh, finally, yeah, another, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, and then Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles announced today that they have released uh, starting pitcher Miguel Gonzalez. Gonzalez played for the team for four seasons. The 31-year-old right-hander had, in spring training had an ERA of 9.78. So now he is looking for mm-hmm. a new team. So those are some quick little tidbits mm-hmm. for you guys. Oh, and by the way, uh, Mick uh, Young forgave, 
Nick Young has forgiven D'Angelo Russell for the leaked video about his infidelity, by the way, for anybody who cares. But I'm pretty sure the team doesn't forgive him. But anyway, okay. All right, I'm done. Uh-huh. I, uh, I believe that's it. We are past that's time. It, oh, yeah, we'll catch on. I know we'll uh, catch on next week. Oh, yeah, we'll catch on next week. Uh, it's been bro. This is Chills. Oh, real quick, this is Champ. Make sure y'all tune in to Mike Check tomorrow night right here on this very channel. We're going to be talking about the art of begging, and then we're going to be interviewing the rap producer, uh, Crank Lucas, DMV Award winner for Best Producer. We're going to be talking with him uh, tomorrow night as well. So y'all better tune in for that. Well, that should be a fun, fun interview. So, you know what? Hold on. I want to do something real quick. What's that? Black box is over the seat on Public Hill Road. Hello? Yeah. Why, hello, fellas. Lady C, what up? Hey, what's going on, Sam? How are you all tonight? You know me. We're chilling like this. So, anything you want to talk about? Well, I was actually waiting to speak on that whole thing with um, the whole thing with Nick Young and Nikki Azalea, that was just messy. They broke, do broke bro code. I know you're a rookie and whatever, but you don't break the bro code. That was just, I can't, that was tasteless. That, I mean, that's, that, those, that's how the Mighty Babies roll. They don't they really know do. bro code. They don't know what cock blocking is. I mean. Oh, my God. Like, don't even get me started. They're not, they're not well kept. I mean, I'm all. I mean, it sounds like there was. It was just innocent. It was just like you know, kitty shit. I'm like, why would you? Why did we? Why did it even get loose in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I, I trust me. I'm I'm an '80s baby, and well, I'm, I'm an '80s I'm, baby I'm a, as well. We all we '80s all babies on this panel right now, and bottom line, we all believe in 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 that code of you know not putting that kind of shit out there. You know, and I just think that the young man was a little. I just think the young man was a little naive, very naive. But also, he might, you know, he might have been have have a different mentality from anything else. That's why I'm not going to crucify the man. You know, he I'm had, not crucifying you know, him either. But that was just kind of messy. Yeah, I mean, it was messy. But you know, Nick Young forgave him, so I don't see why anybody else should crucify this young man for what's already been done. Nick did you Young see? Did you hear about all the reports? Did you hear about all the reports that all what the Lakers players have been doing to him now? Yeah, avoiding them. Avoiding him. Yeah. Avoiding him like, like the plague. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. But like I said, the fact, oh that Nick Young, the fact that Nick Young has pretty much has forgiven him and said, you know what, shit happens, I think that the rest of the players need to take a hit. Be like, if, this, if the man who was the center of this can look at him and be like, look, that's my teammate, I got love for him, he made a mistake, and it's cool, the Bro, rest of them need to do that. I'm afraid they won't. We all fuck up. I fucked up. Chills is fucked up. I'm sure you have fucked up a few times. 
Everybody's name uh, is more, more than a few, but we're not going to talk about that, though. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, no, we're all human. We make mistakes. And, I, you know, Nick Young is a smart man to understand that. Absolutely. And I commend him for that. I commend him acting better than, um, what's his name, Matt Barnes. Okay, that's a different story. Uh, okay, that's a different story. Anything else before we go? It is always a pleasure when you call, when you call in, my friend. Oh, it is a pleasure to be on, fellas. I hope you all have a great evening. Yep, and I'm sure that my evening is not over.